Hi everyone, this is Maria from So Organised Style Podcast and with me this morning I've got... Hi, I'm Amy Chute. I'm the Brisbane correspondent. Hi. Yeah. Hi. Now, because we're both and quite a few of you are working from home or in some sort of social isolation, we thought we'd just get together for about 10 minutes every day and just say hi and tell you what's happening in the sign community and maybe even what we've got on our sign desk. Would that be right? Yeah, or we can talk about some cool sewing content or fashion yeah. content we found on the web. Exactly, exactly. Because this afternoon I came across the Metropolitan Museum of Art's uh, YouTube page and I spent about an hour looking through all the videos from their previous year's collections, going back to the first big one of Alexander McQueen. <gasps> and so I spent the afternoon drilling, well, the evening, <laughs> drilling over dresses. So I'm super inspired now. All I want to make for the next Frocktails is a Charles James clover dress. Describe it. Describe it for me, because I haven't gone down that rabbit hole yet. Oh, well, so the clover dress is Charles James's really... Well, it's the piece that a lot of people will recognise. It's a ball gown. Right. But it's in... The skirt shape is literally in the shape of a clover, so the oh. bottom of the skirt is in, you know, that clover shape. Yeah. And so he's got three tiers of the skirt and then the bodice. And so the bottom tier has this, I believe it's some black silk velvet and it's kind of a wavy pattern. And I think it, it's a really interesting use of, you know, the underpinnings of a dress. Mm. And I've seen, because I spend too much time on the internet looking at stuff, <laughs> I've seen Christian Siriano do very interesting things as well. And maybe, not Mark Jacobs, um, the other one I'm obsessed with. I'll think of the name later. All right. But, yeah, so it's, okay. it's really interesting, like, couture kind of underlying things. And I think it's interesting for sewers to see things like that because, you know, we do something at home that it can be a lot more simple, but it's nice to see that we're connected with this whole world of sewing and also a history of sewing. Uh, I think, A, by doing it the way you've done it, you've saved yourself thousands of dollars in air flights and accommodation. I mean, we can't fly at the moment and won't be able to for a while. However, it is really good to be able to go down, you know, find those sorts of sources at various museums just to keep us inspired. Yes, and I think that keeping yourself inspired at the moment is something that we will really need to do because, you know, you kind of feel like it's not you against the world, but you kind of hiding from the world. But we've got to remember that we're doing this so we can have a future. That's right. Yeah, a really strong future. Mm. So back to sewing and back to looking at designers that inspire. So you've said Alexander McQueen, and I would totally agree with that. I love the McQueen look. I love the, you know, the... the I'll use my arts degree. <laughs> I love the juxtaposition of the hard and the soft. I always think that that's super fascinating. And he, he does, well, it actually makes sense given his mental health issues, but he really was obsessed with, you know, you know, figures that showed death. So he had a lot of skulls on yes. his things. And I think that's really fascinating to have that. And because, you know, fashion is this funny world of hard and soft, you've got the labour of, the sewer and you know the hours of sitting at the machine and doing all of that and at the end you have this soft beautiful floaty dress yeah you've got all this hard work and then you've got this beautiful outcome I think it's oh it's a very human thing I think really yeah I mean when 
when you get an opportunity to see the inspiration that a designer goes through and the variation on the same theme that they go through to get the final outcome. And mm. when you, if you were to just look at what it is that they've made without any of that stuff, you know, all the hard work, all the inspiration, yeah. trying different fabrics, different textiles, you think, oh, yeah, that's nice. But when you see it mm. and you see it from the starting point, that's really what gives you the, oh, okay. Yeah, and it's funny because I've never really studied visual art. You know, my my art training as a teenager was all in music. Mm-hmm. And so fashion sewing is the real, is the only visual art that I've been able to quote unquote be good at. And okay. so it's, it's actually interesting. It's art that I can understand. I find personally it's very hard to look at paintings and understand what it means. But if it's a dress... I get it. I can see because yeah. I've, you know, because I'm a natural, you know, history kind of nerd. I've got books behind me yes. on, you know, history um, and stuff, and so I'm really interested in that. And I love one of my favourite things to do is watching the historical sewers on YouTube. Are there any that are your favourites? Oh, there's so many. I love Bernadette Banner but mainly because her voice is just exquisite. She's American, but she's quite the Anglophile. Hmm. She has a master's in fashion history stuff. So she's great, but there's, you know, Enchanted Rose costumes. She does beautiful things. I'll just bring it up on my YouTube because I'm sure I've got okay. um, other ones. I'll have a look at the ones that I know or that I follow on. I think that those will be really good ones for people to kind of go down the rabbit warren of because I think... If you're someone like me and you really want to go into the back history of everything, I think it's really interesting to go back and look at the evolution of clothes and things like that. Yes, they are. Hmm. Uh, I found one of the guys that I've followed, Pinsett Tailoring. His name oh, is Zach yes. Pinsett. He, he's, he's got a broken arm at the moment, but uh, he's, oh, he's... He is He does amazing. too. Oh, the poor... Yeah, the poor thing. But he actually is a proper tailor. I'm also really getting into the closet historian. She's she's got a fashion degree, but she she's really into recreating kind of forties kind of clothing. She's really cool. I love her stuff. Uh, there's also Angela Clayton. Angela's been around for a yes. while. She's got patterns with is it Butterick? And then there's costuming drama and Morgan Donner. And also Carolina Zabrowska. I hope I pronounced that properly. (laughs) Um, It's fun to say. She's another fashion historian. She released a video today about the history of hating corsets. Hating corsets? Well, one of the things that I've found, well, that I have learned from the videos, if I'm to believe the videos, and I'm sure I I, I can, is that corsets weren't always tight-laced. And it was actually something that... Carolina's uh, thesis was that it was that notion came about in the late 19th century as kind of an argument against feminism, an argument against women getting the vote. And so they were trying to say that, you know, women are doing this stuff. They're very, you know, infantilized. They're only concerned with, you know, looking good. But that ignores, you know, however long of history of corsetry that women have worn and women wore corsets and worked around the house and worked in the fields. It was something that they wore every day 
that was a garment that allowed them to do those things. It wasn't always something that just made them these creatures that could only sit there and look pretty. Okay, so it wasn't just for shape, it was also for support, I suppose. Yes, yes. And if you've made a corset for yourself, you'll yeah. find that it's... If you've fitted, to, fitted it to yourself well, yeah. I mean, and it takes a really long time, and the stuff I've made is not proper corsets, it's just, you know, a boned bodice, but it, it holds everything in. It's almost it like does. getting a hug. It does. Yeah. yeah. No, I know so. what you mean. Just by... Sorry, this is a really simple example, but there's a Gertie pattern that I've used and I put boning into the bodice, like from mm. the waist up. And it actually does feel comforting. Yeah, I think, I think um, I, I remember in, in high school, I got a, uh, it was a corseted bra to wear under my grad dress and I always put, nicknamed it my gladiator bra. And mm -hmm. it is kind of that, you, you know, you feel, you know, set up and ready for well, not ready for anything, but you know what I mean? It's like you've got this... That's right. This strength that comes from this outer garment. I was thinking that word strength. It gives you strength to get on with the day and get on with whatever you've got to do. So I know that Morgan Donna has done a video where she wore a corset for a week that she made for herself and fitted to herself properly. Right. And, of course, you don't wear a corset directly onto the skin, the historical ones. You'd wear your mm. chemise mm -hmm. and then the corset over it. Yes. Unlike every movie ever. <laughs> um, and she, you know, she was quite comfortable. Okay. So, yeah, take back the corset. <laughs> <laughs> Bring the corset. Hey, oh, actually, if we're all working from home... We can wear yeah. corsets. I know. I mean... I'm um, I'm trying to decide what to wear to the uh, virtual frocktails. We thought maybe uh, the Brisbane Swillettes might do what we did on Friday night and do a bit of a Zoom party thing. And I'm going to see if I can fit into my pink Marilyn dress that I made in 2017. Oh. No, 2018? 2017. Two years anyway. or three years ago? I think it was three years ago. Yeah. But that one, that one has serious boning in it. Mm-hmm. And it's got yeah. awesome shape. It does. And it also has a big bow. Yes. And if there's something that most sewers like, it's a big-ass bow. <laughs> awesome. Oh, well, that's good. Okay. Everyone, keep your um, keep your spirits up. Yep. Don't forget to uh, check on Instagram. Everyone's on there sharing as much positivity as they can. Yep. In uh, all sorts of formats, too. Yes, and you know, it's okay to be upset. Yes. It's okay to nap more. I've napped for a total of eight hours this weekend, so you know, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for my work week. In the sewing community, you can do, be creative, get fabric that suits you, styles that suit you, talk to people who either do or don't have the same interest, and it's good. And we'll support you no matter what, because we love supporting everyone. We do. We do. All right. All right. Well, you have an awesome day, Maria. You have a wonderful day too, Amy. And we will chat soon. Yep. Thanks for listening, everyone. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. Bear with us while we get our daily format sorted. At this stage, we're looking to broadcast Monday to Friday because weekends are weekends. And what I'll try and do is make sure that we've got a different person that you're listening to from Monday to Friday. Keep your spirits up, stay safe, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow. Thanks for listening to So Organised Style Daily Podcast.